fellow lighting nerds and friends to another episode of The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast, powered by the Lighting Showroom Association and hosted by me, Lisa Bartlett. Thanks for downloading another episode of The Light Files. Please be sure to tell a friend, share the podcast. It arrives in your favorite podcast player every Tuesday morning, and I love being here with you. So recently at my store, I have had to uh, open up a job position for, you know, one of the primary jobs in a lighting showroom, which is selling light fixtures. Um, (laughs) So as I go through the hiring process, I uh, inevitably start thinking about like when, when employees leave and why and how to look for a candidate that's going to like take this, um, job opportunity on and like totally get into it and make it a career and their passion rather than like just another job that they want to try out. Um, so it like gets into this whole (laughs) headspace of thinking about staffing and coming and going and why employees stay and why they leave and all of these things. And, um, I think anybody who keeps up with the news at all has heard a lot about the recent, uh, discussions with, uh, quiet quitting, uh, so-called. And, um, you know, this is something that has been around forever. If you've managed employees for any length of time, you can absolutely see the signs of someone who has quietly quit (laughs) going the extra mile for their job. And it's, it's sometimes, I don't think, uh, employees realize quite how obvious it is when they start taking their step, those like steps back and withdrawing from their position. Um, and it's definitely, uh, something that is, should be on managers to keep an eye out for and be mindful of. And then I guess, you know, the rub there is, is what if the manager is the one quietly quitting (laughs) and how does that like snowball and affect people, you know, down the line? The first thing I was thinking about with thinking about the concept of quiet quitting um, is, is this just burnout for a lot of people? I, um, you know, I'm recording this uh, episode before I'm about to leave on our vacation. And I talked about this on a recent episode about, you know, the importance of taking time off from work and, you know, with all the travel restrictions that have been in place. And we all know travel and vacations have been like, on a whole other level this past summer because people were finally able to get back out there and do things that they'd had to postpone for years, much like this vacation I'm about to go on. Um, So is some of this all just kind of burnout related? So I think that's something to consider and keep an eye out for. And I'm definitely going to be making sure I do a better job myself of encouraging uh, my team to take needed time off to uh, even just avoid burnout in their job, even if they're still as excited about their day to day, um, as they have been, uh, there's still just kind of this fact that, uh, work is called work for a reason and it can definitely lead to some burnout and lack of passion and creativity. If you feel like you're just reporting for duty every day and not getting, you know, any time to break from that uh, constant responsibility. So 
Um, yeah, if you, like I said, if you've been a manager at all for any length of time and you're engaged in your job and your position, you can absolutely see the signs of an employee who's quit without, without actually leaving. And I have to say, it's a very uh, frustrating experience, uh, to go through. And I have absolutely gone through this experience the exact wrong ways over the years. Uh, I think I'm getting better at it, but it can just lead to this very negative, malicious, not malicious because there's no malintent, but a, just a destructive cycle between dissatisfied employee who's underperforming or just performing the very minimum level to get by leading to a dissatisfied manager who just wants that employee to live up to their potential and do more and help out. And you can absolutely do this. You just have to put in effort, but that employee doesn't want to put in effort and you go around and around and kind of like a negative spiral and it can have this like uh, draining experience on everybody, not just like the manager and employee or employees involved, but kind of can infiltrate out into the rest of your staff, which is what is um, so dangerous <laughs> about being in these situations. And then you have the affected employee all of a sudden on their social media posting, you know, like memes about, you know, having a terrible boss or not liking your job or whatever. And then other colleagues, you know, coworkers see that and maybe they didn't think their boss was so terrible. But now that this other colleague of mine thinks they are, uh, maybe they actually are like all of this stuff can just be so infectious and negative and really cause just so much harm over potentially an issue from just an employee needing to take a vacation <laughs> or getting a break or just needing some positive reinforcement from their manager and feeling appreciated. And because we're not taking those steps to appreciate that employee, they are just deciding to pull back and this whole negative spiral can happen. I have to tell you, um, I scroll Instagram as much as anybody else does. Um, and whenever I see these memes on accounts that I follow about like a terrible boss or a terrible work environment, like I just want to scream. <laughs> I like am personally offended by all of them, even though I have no idea who any of these people are. <laughs> I just want like the work environment to be better. I want the managers to do better. And I want the employees to understand that it's really tough to manage a whole group of people with wildly different personalities and to keep everybody fully satisfied all the time is a really difficult job. <laughs> and, uh, so it's like, there doesn't ever seem to be any like grace given from any side. And I always feel like, well, if you can't stand your job that much. Just go get another one. That's like such a privileged statement to stay. And I'm very aware of that. So I understand that's not always a possibility in life. I've had to keep my fair share of jobs that I didn't love, but I needed to have a job. So that happens. Um, but I just always hate what I really hate about these things is seeing people like put in a position where they don't get to live out a joy, joyous, happy, passionate experience every day uh, at work. And I think we all as employers and managers want our team members to come into work every day and get, you know, meaningful feedback and purpose in life out of it and not just like view it as day prison that you get paid to attend. Like, <laughs> that's terrible. Nobody wants that. <laughs> so 
I love my job so much. I literally would never think of it as like a prison sentence. Like I adore what I do when I get to, um, I try to avoid this for time management purposes, but when I get to step out into the showroom and work with um, customers on product selection and advising them about any number of things you have to advise people about in the lighting and fan industry, like I get such joy out of that and knowing that like the tips and ideas and advice I'm giving is going to really impact these consumers' lives in a positive way. Um, because we all live with our light fixtures every single day. I was driving to work at like 4.30 in the morning the other day as I was prepping for this vacation. been a bit of a stress ball. But um, as I was driving to work at 4.30 in the morning, of course, there were lights on everywhere because it's dark outside. And the only thing I could experience on this drive to work was lights and lighting. And I was like, oh my God, just like over the moon that that's what I get to do for a living. Like this thing that all these other cars out on the road, there weren't many, it was early, but all these other cars out on the road are having this same experience moving through these pools of light the same experience as I am, uh, we wouldn't as near as easily be able to do this without lights or lighting or headlights. We definitely would have a really hard time, but we're getting to enjoy this experience in these wee hours in the morning because of these light fixtures that I, and luminaires that I sell. And it just made me feel like what I do really has a mark on this world and a positive one. Like, what we do is a value add to people's lives. And my whole life, that's all I've wanted from whatever I ended up doing. I wanted to be able to increase the value of someone's life, um, make it just a smidge better, you know, find a solution to a problem to make it just a little nicer life, a little more pleasant. That's just kind of always what I wanted to do. I originally think thought I was going to do that via like politics, but Turns out that's sort of a nasty game <laughs> and I'm not cut out for it. But uh, in lighting, I have found this way that would never would have occurred to me to add incrementally better value to someone's life. Uh, and I just love that experience. Like it's so awesome. I get such energy from it. It's such a passion. And I want anyone who comes to work at my independent lighting showroom or any other, I want them to be able to share that like joy and appreciation for what we do. And um, it can be hard. I really want everyone to feel about their job the way I feel about mine. And that's probably a little bit um, naive of me to say, <laughs> but it's definitely something I want for the world. And I definitely want see, to see people headed in that way rather than this, this quiet quitting place that I guess we're really getting to as a world. So I was doing some research and I found a Gallup poll from June of 2022. So just a couple months ago. And it said the, you know, these are just broad statistics about the workforce. 32% um, of employees are engaged in their job, meaning they like go the extra mile, do above and the beyond. They're engaged in their jobs and they enjoy them. 50% of em employees, 50% are in this quiet quitting category of doing just the minimum amount needed to maintain their job. 
50%. That means half of your employees are just doing the minimum needed to get by. Like that's it kind of boggles my mind in not a great way. <laughs> and then the remaining 18% of employees are actively disengaged and uh, probably telling the rest of their world and colleagues about their dissatisfaction with their employer. And I think that's where really the internet memes and stuff come from <laughs> that get under my skin. So I guess it's good that that's the 18% of people, not so much the 50% that are quietly quitting, but um, it's still a you know, 18%, that's almost a fifth of the workforce that is just feels really dissatisfied with their job. So as I, again, as I'm hiring and thinking about how to keep an employee, how to get them with this passion and career path, you know, and many people that I hire in my showroom, and I think a lot of people have this challenge, you know, they're not necessarily coming from the lighting industry. They're coming from goodness knows where, design background, sales background, whatever it is. And to get into lighting and fans particularly, let alone electrical devices, you have to really come from a place of that's willing to learn and you're going to be introduced to all of these concepts constantly going on around you in the world that you had no idea about. And it can be very seemingly obscure, technical, whatever information, sometimes seemingly irrelevant information, but necessary in order to do our jobs well and successfully and be the resources that our customers uh, require us to be, uh, which is why they shop with us to begin with, is because we have great service and great expertise and are a great resource for them for whatever their question is when it's lighting fan, electrical device related. So Finding somebody that's willing to like take that responsibility on and make that a career is like such, such a hard find sometimes. Um, and yeah, I have tried a million different things <laughs> to try to vet my potential employees, uh, better and get a better grasp on whether they're going to thrive in that environment or not. But it's still to some degree, um, hit or miss, but when I miss what I, what happens is I end up with that employee that's in that 50% of quiet quitting of just doing bare minimum to get by. And then employee B in the literal same job sitting next to them sees employee A doing bare minimum to get by. And then all of a sudden their work ethic drops a bit. And why do I need to go above and beyond? I'm just going to match what, you know, John over here is doing. And it just has this like infectious, negative uh, impact on a work environment. So it's really on us as managers to constantly be appreciative of our staff members and extra efforts and continually maintaining their engagement with us and our companies as a whole. And I have to tell you, that can be exhausting, <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, employees, I certainly, before I became a manager, would not have realized how challenging it can be to be a manager and keep this good rapport and engagement up with your employees. Like it seemed when it's done well, just like anything in life, when it's done well, it seems so effortless and just like second nature and like, oh, this is just how it should be. Um, I would not have realized before I came into this position that I'm in and having learned the hard way that there really is a lot of effort that goes into great management of a team of people. And it can be very exhausting and draining 
on the person that is the manager because every employee, every staff member has a slightly different need. They have different strengths, different weaknesses. And to some degree as a manager, you have to find a way to cater to all of those individual things and figure out how to make all of these random pieces fit together cohesively as a team that really can work together successfully and propel everything forward. And just talking about it exhausts me. (laughs) It's just not, again, something has come naturally to me as a leader Plenty of other things um, are my strong suit and uh, make life easier for me, but this is one of those things that sort of makes my life a little harder. And I've had to uh, recognize that over the years and try to, you know, do better, uh, try to get ahead of what I know are my own uh, potential downfalls as a leader. And, you know, again, thinking about these statistics, Um, let's think about how many managers are falling into that 50%, that 18% of unhappy or slightly dissatisfied employees. And when your manager is in that category, I mean, that's when I think things really get out of hand because if the leader is not leading, if the leader isn't doing extra effort, going the extra mile, showing extra passion, for sure, the people reporting to that leader are not going to feel the same. You know, they're not going to uh, do anything above and beyond what in the world would be their incentive to. That's sort of like why I enjoy being a leader. It upholds this level of perfection that I always want to be aiming for because I need to be the absolute best of the best because if I'm not, how can I ask anybody else to do the same? So I like that it upholds me to this higher standard and forces me to keep working harder, doing better, learning more, being at the forefront. So that that's a good challenge for me. But on the flip side, when you stumble, when you have a bad day, when things aren't just going your way, it's really hard to lead from that same position when like, you feel like all you're doing is failing and it's just not working out and this is going south and any sideways and I forgot to do this and somebody noticed. Anyway, it can snowball really quickly. So uh, when you have a leader that's not constantly living up to that higher level, you just know everybody else is going to be, you know, taking a step back, potentially not working as hard. And that can be such a harmful place to put your business in, especially if it's a small business and your sales leader is like "Mm, halfway checked out. Uh, What do you think everybody that reports that sales leader is going to do, right? They're probably going to equally check out. And I also know as I talk through all this about great leadership and whatever and uh, uh, appreciating our employees and making sure they know they're valued and all of the things. I know that even the best leaders um, and the people that have this down pat um, that can't prevent every employee issue, that can't prevent every instance of quiet quitting or dissatisfaction, being a great leader uh, certainly helps, but still does not make one immune from having these uh, issues with employee management and employee satisfaction. So I guess, you know, keep trying, but don't ever, you know, but know that sometimes it's just not always going to work out. What we do for a living in the lighting and fan and electrical device industry truly isn't for everyone. Um, if I hadn't taken to it the way I did, you know, I, I could definitely... Like I was just so motivated to learn and and engage and 
as I was talking about, like at the beginning of this, kind of realizing how important lighting truly is in my life. It's not just flip a switch and the light comes on, but when you flip a switch and the light comes on and the light or fan is actually something that's functional and useful and beautiful and you love it, it adds so much joy to your life. And, you know, before I'd kind of gotten hooked into all that and kind of made this my passion, I could absolutely see how it would just be overwhelming to somebody who couldn't get to that headspace of like, oh, this is really cool, or I love how this fits in a home or a design. Uh, it just kind of feels like, who cares if it's 2,700K or 3,000K? Like, what does it even matter? So it's hard. <laughs> it's hard as you're hiring to know, is this person going to care about this minor difference that can affect the whole layout of a lighting design or are they just going to be like, yeah, it's no big deal either way, do whatever. So there's like the constant challenge. And I wish there was just an easier way to identify those people. <laughs> but you know, it's hard to know until they try, until they get going. You know, um, they could think, I'm not sure about it. Let's give it a shot. And then they fall in love. That's kind of what happened to me. Or they say, I think I could really like this. And they get in and they go, whoa, I just thought I was going to pick out pretty fixtures for people's homes. I didn't realize there was all this other stuff that goes along with it. Maybe this isn't for me. And, you know, that's happened to me too. <laughs> not me personally, but uh, in my own in my own life experience, but me with employees. So just always evolving. So that's my take today on some hiring decisions in the quiet quitting and what the responsibility is on all of us to try to really show our employees how much we appreciate and value them and to maybe go ahead and take text, take steps going into this fall to encourage some extra time off um, so that we can all avoid some burnout among ourselves and our very valuable team members. All right, that's it for this one. Everyone have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.